Hey, Michigan, let's talk golf. Here's Mike Sullivan, the most inconsistent golfer ever. In your life have you seen anything like that? And Kyle Bogey, wait, how can a guy with that name host a golf show? We'll never know. Better than most. It's the Metro Detroit Golfers Podcast. Powered by our presenting partner, Hall Financial. All right, Metro Detroit Golfers Podcast, presented by our friends over at Hall Financial, Bogey and Sully here. And uh, as we do once every couple of months, I think the last time we had him on, was ahead of the the big Ryder Cup victory for the United States over uh, over in Wisconsin. But uh, David Hall of Hall Financial is with us for the pod. Uh, D Hall, uh, been a few months since we had we uh, had John. Obviously, uh, you had to enjoy that uh, Ryder Cup win. The U.S. finally taking out Europe, huh? Yeah, you know, I, it's funny. I don't know what's going on with me, but and this is not going to make me very popular. But something about our Ryder Cup team, like. I just had a hard time rooting for those guys. I don't know what that's about. I, I don't know if other people went through that as well. Like, and I wanted, I wanted to obviously see the U.S. win. I did, but I wanted it to be closer. Like, I didn't love the blowout. Like, and and some of the guys on the team, I'm, you know, I'm not their biggest fan. And so anyway, yeah, it was great. And uh, boy, it seems like a long time ago, even though that was only like two months ago. You know what I mean? Oh, I, I mean, I. I was it just the personalities or, I mean, I think a lot of people love the, the young guys, uh, the future of us golf. I mean, that the talent was just unbelievable. I thought overall, just, just, and there's a reason why they won by so much, even, you know, they mentioned the last day when Scheffler went out and took care of John Rahm, who is the number one player in the world. Um, I think the future is definitely bright. I mean, it's a team that should win several more, I think. Yeah, no, I hear. Yeah. I don't know. I, um, I don't know. I guess if you went through the roster, there'd be four or five guys that I'm not necessarily nuts about or root for to win. But certainly, you know, I like the speech of the world and those kind of guys. So, yeah, I mean, it, it really seems like, though, Team Europe is really at a crossroads. Like if you look at young talent yeah. and who's going to replace like Lee Westwood had a great season on the tour, but he had a, ter- a terrible, you know, Ryder Cup performance. Rory, obviously not very good, although I'd expect Rory to be back. But like, you know, Terrell Hatton, as, is he one of their the young stars that, that Europe's going to be able to throw out there like they have done for the last 20 years with Sergio Garcia? I, I just don't see the young guys, whereas the U.S., you got young guys all over the place. They're going to be around for a long period of time. So Europe really has to identify who, who the future is. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. But at the same time, I don't think anybody thought that Europe was going to go on this 20-year run that they went on. So yeah. they surprised, the, you know, the U.S. before and It'll be really interesting to see what happens over at their place, you know, the next time. It's always great drama. So that's, it's a lot of fun. And I, I thought it was, um, you know, it's kind of over before it even started to some degree, you know, Sunday. I don't even know if a lot of people were tuning in. I mean, maybe, but you want to see that Sunday come down to the last couple of matches, no matter, I think if you're a golf fan. You yeah. Want to see that. yeah. Um, guys, I have a subject for you guys uh, on the show this time. Oh, I like so, this. Okay. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but we are coming up on the anniversary of Bogey's Hole in One. And it's a big date. <laughs> oh, please don't get him going December. on this again. My God. Huh? Please don't get him going. He'll talk the whole shit, the whole show about this again. Well, I thought, I thought maybe we should like float something out there. I thought we should have like some kind of like impromptu early December outing for MD Jeers. And maybe like Hall Financial can 
co-sponsor to like pay for some of the guys to play. And it can all be about, you know, bogeys hole in one, and maybe we could have some money. And I don't know if you guys can pull something together, but I was thinking we'd do something cool for the MDG community in honor of this tremendous occasion that I witnessed in early December years ago. Yeah, December 2nd, uh, 2017. If anyone ever sneaks into my office and they're trying to access my desktop, uh, the password to get into my desktop is actually 120217. So um, <laughs> even, even after I had my, my wonderful daughter, I didn't even change that password to her birth date, which Mike makes fun of me for uh, unceremoniously. What is, do you, you even know, know her birthday off the top of your head? 05202020, okay? And I won't forget it, I promise. I'm just not going to use it as a password. But I will say we could do a, a bar night out or something like that, you know, We'll pick up the tab and do it right because D Hall, if you remember, I was still working, you know, doing that, you know, old stuff, uh, you know, on the radio. And so it was a Saturday morning. I think that we played, we went up to the men's grill. I couldn't drink. I couldn't celebrate. I couldn't, Uh. you know, I couldn't do shots for everyone, you know, out of DGC. So this could be really, you know, me essentially celebrating the hole in one and paying it back. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, the, the, the thing about it, is it was a tremendous shot. And I think that, should we relive it, Sully, or have we had enough? Well, I think we should just because it always changes. First, it was an eight iron, then it's a nine iron, then it was a hundred, first it was 140 yards, now it's 180. You know, it, I don't even know the true facts about As it. As I recall, it was a 193 yard pitching wedge and he just sawed it off a little bit. Right. That's how, that's how I recall it. Man, I, I got to pay you the win. My, my PR guy, D Hall. Man, that's tremendous. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, was, I don't know. Maybe it's not this year, Bogey, but definitely next year. We need a December 2nd golf outing for all the Michigan golf nuts that want to give it one, one more bite at the apple before the season ends. You know what I mean? I love it. I do. I used to play. This is a funny, funny thing. I don't think they have this anymore. When I was a kid, they had a tournament down river somewhere, and it was called the Frostbite Open. And it oh, was yeah. in, like, the middle of December. It was brutal. And there was yep. a scramble and me and some guys went out there and played in the frostbite open. I remember there, I thought that was awesome as a kid. Like I wouldn't do that in a billion. There's years. a ton of oh, those. Oh, they still do it. Yep. Yeah. So there's one, one in particular uh, hilltop over in Plymouth. They actually do that every single year. I think it's either mid December or mid January and you go snow, ice, you know, whatever. And, and you go play. And I think there's like colored uh, uh, balls that light up or something like that. So you can at least kind of keep track of your ball, but yeah, it goes on. Yeah. All right. I think they're, I think they're nuts. Every tournament, every, every outing, or I think every club seems to do those nowadays, the uh, Ironman event or the Chili Open or the hardest day in golf. I mean, I feel like, yeah. I feel like it's usually, it's not December. It's usually late October, early November, but uh, yeah, well, I, I mean, I know. Think, I was just thinking if we did an MDG golf outing, we could lock in a premier course in February. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a premier. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I bet they'll give us a great rate in the middle of February. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we need a commemorative outing for Bogey. That's that's my that, that's what I wanted to bring up today. I, I would to love see. to eventually golf in every having golfed in every month in Michigan. Um, yeah. I've played in December before, played in November, of course, obviously. But you know, I, I'd like to eventually say that you, you somehow got out in January or February or um, those those would really be the two that I probably haven't because obviously you catch a day in March when you can. But yeah. So let me ask you, I, I'll just, I'll just kind of take over hosting the show here for a second. Is it me or is it just, 
I cannot, I mean, I mean, I'm a golf nut, as you guys know, I'm having a hard time getting into it right now, you know, with football. And, and I don't know why, like usually most years I'm wide. I don't know what's going on this year. Maybe it's because the college football teams in Michigan are so relevant and I'm into yep. that or whatever, but like, I'm just, I don't know. I feel like I got a little fatigue on the PGA tour or something like you guys have that going on. You know what I think it is? It's, uh, you know, Tiger Woods isn't on the tour right now. And oh, it's just, geez. it's really, it's uninteresting. Oh, yeah. You know, I, th I think that's got to be it. I know how big of a Tiger fan you are. Well, <laughs> I, I'm a fan of his golf. I just, I'm not <laughs> sure, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not rooting for him like, like you are the same way. You know. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm with you. I mean, when it's a Sunday, you know, Saturday, usually, I mean, it's, it's golf channel. Uh, it's, you know, checking in on moving day. It's, it's seeing what the leaderboard is on a Sunday afternoon, but you know, right now, NFL, you know, college football peak season, heck, I, I mean, if people want to say the NHL has now started, the NBA is going on. I mean, there's so many different options and, and it's just, you know, like we were spoiled last year because of, you know, the pandemic and they moved a bunch of majors. So we had what the all four majors, I think, and then two masters within like in eight months span, it was all condensed. So right. the fact that now the next major isn't until April, you know, like it normally is with the masters. I just feel like most people, okay, you know, it was fun. They had the playoffs, they had the majors, they had the Ryder cup, but are people really paying attention to, you know, the Schwab challenge or, you know, whatever tournaments are going on? Probably not right now. Right. Yeah. Did Kokrak win last week? I think Kokrak he did. Yeah. There's been the Houston Open or the Mayakoba one or all the, yeah, you know, the, Vegas, good the Vegas one. Yeah, there's been just a bunch of a bunch of random ones, but there's a lot of a lot of these have had good fields though, because I mean, you got guys that want to just go and play in nice destinations like that. So and I then, haven't watched like, It's like it's like rumor season right now. It's like you know, oh, there's a picture of uh, Brooks Kepka picked up uh, an arm lock cutter. And so is he going arm lock? It's like, it's like celebrity sightings right now about a potential arm lock or Justin Thomas got engaged. Well, like, I don't know. There's just, it's a silly yeah. season right now. I mean, that that's huge news. And, and, you know, certainly we'd like to send a congratulations to our good friend JT, um, you know, for, for getting engaged. It's a big life moment for him, but D Hall, it is funny because it, so Bryson has gotten so much publicity over the last several months for being a range rat and, you know, he's out there on the driving range with lights on, you know, just ripping driver and looking at his numbers and all that. Brooks kept it. By the way, he was at Top Golf the other day, hitting it over the fence. Did yeah. you see that one? Yeah. yeah. I, I saw that. I'm sure the neighbors there were really happy about that. Yeah. But um, I, I did see the other night, Brooks Kepka is working on tweaking something, whatever it might be. He's a guy who just poo poos, doing any kind of range work, doing any extra work or anything like that. He was out, you know, somewhere in Florida. On the range, it was dark. There were lights on out there, and he was just working on his swing speed. So it's – I don't know. Bryson's work ethic and what he's been doing, it, it, it's starting to affect, I think, a lot of other guys on the tour. I do. Mm -hmm. be interesting to see uh, what develops this year with that. You know, a couple of years ago, you saw a movement towards guys cutting their driver down shorter, trying mm -hmm. to gain more control. Now, yeah. you know, it's like it kind of ebbs and flows. So this will be an interesting year from that standpoint. And, you know, players have even admitted that – they got screwed up trying to hit it too far. I think Rory talked about that. Oh yeah, he was year. very and, honest about that. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna find out what uh, such a premium on distance now. It's really amazing. Games change so much. And what? I mean, you like to say you can just you know hit it 260 in the middle of the fairway, a nice controlled shot, but 
I mean, some of these 500 yard, you know, par fours, so then you're what, hitting hitting a hybrid or a three wood into, into these greens that are heavily protected. The greens are unbelievably fast. It just, it's so hard to do that if you're not that long off the tee, even if you are in the middle of the fairway. Yeah, I hear you. And you know, obviously the science has shown that coming in from the rough with a shorter club is typically a better play than coming in for the longer club. You know, yep. obviously it depends, but there, you know, there's some factors, but it's been interesting. What's the best course that you boys played this past year? What is the Ooh. best course? Wow. It's tough. Um, I know you guys play every day. So I know. I mean, I, yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, one of my biggest pet peeves is that people think that actually it, it is. It keeps me up at night. Um, no, Mike, Mike, go ahead, go ahead and make your joke. You know, well, I don't play nearly as much as Kyle does. Go ahead. I, no, I don't actually. No, I, that's just true. I know. I, I'd, I'd love to see the percentage of total golf holes played this past year. How many, how many more total golf holes you've played, but um, I mean, I, I would have to, especially after the renovation, just, just give the nod to Oakland Hill South the past year. Um, yeah. I mean, it was awesome to play it after the renovation and a uh, restoration, that renovation and, and see what they did and see how some of those holes changed, uh, number seven particularly, but which I birdied. I should tell you about that. But, oh, thank uh, you for, for the gratuitous mention. Yeah. And well, what well, you well, did. We're going to have a separate event to celebrate that birdie as well. Separate MDG. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 First, I actually had, I think, I think I had four birdies that day. I mean, I had, I had certainly some doubles as well, but I did have four birdies, but no, four I, I birdie. Was, you made four birdies at Oakland Hills South. I did. Yeah. Believe it or not. You must, yeah. you must have played great. Um, well, I had a lot, I had a, a number of doubles and a lot of bogeys, but I know, but I'm just saying it's not yeah. easy to make birdies out there. Yeah, I know it was, I rolled it. Well, a couple of my rolled in some long putts that, which there's some luck involved, but nonetheless, um, yeah, I would say Oakland South, which was cool to play after that. And I think they'll definitely be getting the, you know, U S open by uh, that 2030 range. So we'll see. Yeah. For, for me, I mean, if we wanted to keep it, uh, in state, I would say Arcadia South is, was the most unique that I played and it presents such a, a difficult challenge. The yeah. greens are like squared off. You can't really fly balls into the green. You have to run up. You just have to play a totally different strategy, uh, especially with the pop bungers. If we're going out of state, two obviously come to mind. We played the Floridian with you, uh, D Hall, you know, what last uh, you know, spring. Yeah. Immaculate, unbelievable. I mean, you know, you talk about a great course, but having a chance to play Inverness in uh, Toledo right before the Solheim Cup after the restorations that they did wiping out a bunch of trees that was in incredible shape they, they had some of the grandstands that they were putting up as well which makes it even cooler but man i thought inverness was you talk about an experience we got to we had caddies and everything no carts it was that was really cool yeah that's great golf course sully what's the update on phil is he coming back to the rocket? Have you guys, what's happening? Yeah, well, I, he just won. He just won the other day on the Champions Tour. I had to I saw congratulate that. him. He, uh, I think yeah. four cha four Champion Tour wins and one uh, one major win this year. If you actually look at Phil's PGA Tour performance outside of uh, the one major this year, it's absolutely terrible. Um, I think it's actually pretty funny to look at. I think that his PGA his PGA Tour earnings like for the entire year total outside of the one outside of the PJ championship. Yeah. I think he made like 30 or 40 grand. That was it. But um, no, I, I think he'll come back to the rocket. I haven't, haven't talked to him personally. Uh, you know, I'll have to reach out to him, but I do from what I've heard, think he'll come back uh, as long as it fits in his schedule. Yeah. Okay. Good. Just wanted an update there. Yeah. Um, and then this, this match that's coming up between 
Brooks and, and Bryce, why are they playing 12 holes? Do you guys know what that's about? Because Brooks gets bored playing any more than 12 holes. That's what he said on the record. Have you, did you see that quote? No. He, he literally – so he, he talked – he was on the uh, – I think he was on the Pardon My Take podcast, the Barstool, uh, you know, one or whatever. And, and he literally said, you know, one thing that he would do to adjust uh, the game of golf and make it more social and more friendly for new beginners and all that, he said, I would cut it down to like 14 holes. He goes, you know, holes one through six, you know, you're great. You're locked in. You're off to a start. But then really from like seven to 12 or seven to 13, it just becomes a blur. And then you lock in for like the last five holes. So I'm assuming that has – some yeah, a validity or part of the reason why they're doing it that yeah. way. But I love that they got Barkley and Phil who are going to be doing the commentating and, and all that. I mean, that's going to be worth the price of admission on its own. I, I don't really care about the golf aspect of it. Yeah. It'll be fun to watch. Yeah, it will. No. <clears throat> all right. Last thing. And then I'll let you guys go today since I'm hosting the show here. Yeah. The I, love green, it. I told you guys the green reading books. This is a joke that this was ever allowed you talk about taking the skill out of it now they're going to try and roll it back which is going to be really interesting because mm -hmm. these guys already have all these notes and i was reading through the whole thing what you can and what you can't use it's just going to be a mess yeah it will be but it's the i mean what it's the right call though right you yeah think? yeah, yeah. It's, i totally agree that's a huge skill i mean that's something that is so difficult to do especially on some of these greens so I thought it was a terrible move to, to do that before. I would ask you, though, like, how, how do you feel about the, um, the scopes? Because, like, I, I don't really care about that. I, I think you should if you get the go ahead and get the number. Who cares at yeah. a certain point? Yeah. Yeah, I think – I mean, go ahead, Sully. No, I, I think – I mean, they all are – sure, they all get the number so accurately anyway. I mean, they have all their books. The caddies walk it off. They know yeah. the number. It's not like their numbers are wrong. So, I mean, it's just going to save time, if anything. I, I don't see an issue with it at all. Yeah, they, they, they should let them use it. I mean, the, the argument I've always heard, because what, what you know most golf fans don't realize is these guys you know, want to know what is to clear the bunker and then how much they have past the pin. They're, they're really dialing <laughs> yeah. in yeah. in much more of a range than, hey, it's 142, I'm going to grab my nine iron. You know what I mean? That's right. obviously not what these guys are doing. So um you know some guys have said it would slow play down if they let them use it i don't know how that's really i mean it just takes a second to shoot it i think it speeds them up yeah because to your point then they're only focused on okay what is it to clear the bunker what do i have to the back of the green type of thing? you know so then they can figure out are they clubbing up are they clubbing down are they going past spinning it back like yeah. just get the number and then you can figure out everything else all the other variables that these guys are always talking about well for traditionalists you know which i can appreciate you know, having a great caddy that goes yep. through the whole process of finding the numbers and that's kind of, you know, real old school stuff that I kind of like, you know, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm getting old. I like old school stuff, I guess. But, um, you know, for young guys, they don't appreciate that as much. But, you know, you watch the old days of these guys grinding over these numbers and trying to figure it out. And, you know, if you've been out on tour before, I've been lucky to be out there and see some things like it just, you know, as a spectator, but you know, Tuesdays, Mondays and Tuesdays, these caddies are walking these courses yeah. and marking this stuff all down. And there's something to the art of that, that I think that I, I wish, like. I really wish. And, and I, I've thought about this before and I've actually asked some, some pros about this. I, I wish there was uh, some sort of stat. I don't know how the heck you'd do it. Some sort of metric of, you know, strokes gained 
if you had a good caddy or a, a bad caddy, like, like <laughs> seriously, a, a great caddy versus a poor caddy. What is the difference in total strokes gained over the course of a day or the course of a tournament? Maybe it's a two and a half strokes, one, something not even maybe uh, what that number would look like, but there's no way to quantify that. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's yeah. funny. I, I got, so, you know, obviously going annual golf trip with my guys and it can get, quite competitive and, you know, a little bit too intense from time to time. But like I was telling them guys next year, we're, we're using the range finders and we're using them with slope. Okay. Golf is hard enough. Well, what are we doing here? No guys, I'm sorry. You need to turn off your slope. Okay. If you have the slope on, you know, that's cheating and you're going to be DQ'd from this very important match yes. that where we're playing for like a beer or dinner afterward that like yes. no one really cares. Um, and, and I think they might fight me on it, but like, who cares? Get the number. You still got to hit the shot, especially right. for us amateurs. I mean, get us the slope-adjusted number, and, and let's go. What, what are we wasting our time trying to figure it out for? So you missed an unbelievable opportunity there when he said, on my annual golf trip, and you should have said, which one? That was, yeah. the, that was <laughs> the, the, the monthly one. Yeah, and now right. I know <laughs> missed the opportunity there that was so easy. Well, now I've noticed in the calendar, it's like week, it's like a couple times a week, X call for other things. I'm like, all right, I won't schedule a meeting at hey, three or four. Go, go, <laughs> golf season is year round at this point. You got to keep that swing tight. You know, no longer are you, you know, spending two, three months putting the clubs in the closet and not touching them. Okay, got to keep the swing right. I just, I mean, I just wish, uh, I, I'm, I'm too worried about, you know, building these businesses. I wish I had time to go that much. I really, I really do. I love uh, it. Hey, boys, I get that on a daily basis. Appreciate being on the show and uh, we love the show. Thanks for uh, everything that you guys do for Hall Financial. We really appreciate Thank it. you, D-Hall. Absolutely. Always great to have D. Hall on the Metro Detroit Golfers podcast, of course, presented by Hall Financial. And, uh, you know, look, the way to support them, certainly go to hallmdg.com if you're looking to refinance, whatever it might be. Rates are at a yearly low right now. So good opportunity to at least look into whether or not it would be a good option. Or if you're looking to purchase a home, just simply go to hallmdg.com to find out more and about how you can work with their incredible team. And I appreciate D. Hall bringing up the, uh, boy, the infamous hole-in-one that, that four-year anniversary is coming up uh, in about uh, about 10 days right now. I don't think we're going to do some big celebration like he uh, teased me about, but, you know, maybe some maybe next year, maybe the five-year anniversary of the hole-in-one, that would be something that we could potentially do. Although hole-in-ones don't seem to be that, that rare. If you look at the MDG group, you look at some of the pages that are out there, it seems like people were getting hole-in-ones every single day. Uh, throughout the entire golf season, but nonetheless, uh, an exhilarating moment if you are one of those golfers. And if you're one of those that doesn't have a hole-in-one, keep plugging away. Keep trying. You're going to get your, you're, you're going to get theirs. You're going to get lucky. You're going to get fortunate. Really, it, it's all luck. I could sit here and say, oh man, I really felt good. I knew the number. I hit it exactly how I wanted. I didn't. Didn't hit it well, but you know what? It went in the hole. Uh, either way, football fans, who's ready to score some free bets? You can right now when you bet on any NFL game this week with DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers who bet just $1 on either team to score can win $100 in free bets. When a team scores, you score. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get skin in the game with the new same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings safe, secure, and reliable. Make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code MDG 
Bet $1 on either team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score. That's promo code MDG this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline, 800-270-7117, 21 or older, Michigan only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for full terms and conditions. And, of course, we appreciate our partnership with DraftKings, everything they've provided, uh, the MDG community. So look forward to continuing that partnership with DraftKings Sportsbook. But that's going to do it for another edition of the Metro Detroit Golfers podcast presented by our friends over at Hall Financial. A riveting interview that we'll be getting to next week. Uh, I think you guys will actually like this one. They were in the news for uh, a little bit of a merger going on, but uh, nonetheless, going to be a great conversation with them. So look forward to that next week on the Metro Detroit Golfers podcast. Thanks for listening to the Metro Detroit Golfers podcast. Make sure to hit that subscribe button and keep giving Sully and Bogey a hard time. Powered by our presenting sponsor, Hall Financial, and also Tri-Covery Massage and Flexibility. 